I'm gonna keep it a buck. Um, okay. You know, I've Hello. only had one. I only had one coffee today. That's, that's it. Bit, because I'm I'm uh, easing up on the caffeine, so to speak. You know, I you're on uh, your downturn. One of the, one of your caffeine breaks. I love Alex's caffeine breaks. I actually have out. <laughs> looks at the big picture. Really understands his relationship with caffeine, and makes us all more aware of ourselves internally, Hopefully. externally, holistically. I actually oh, haven't a had a process. caffeine break in a while, so this is very good for me. But I did have a uh-huh. headache for about eighty percent oh. of the day, and uh, I popped two Tylenols. So, uh, whoa, a bird just flew by. Um, <laughs> but uh, a bit loopy in it. I'm a bit loopy in it. Yeah. Um, but no, nah, man, what's up? Whoa. Just chilling, man. You know, uh, feeling fresh, feeling pretty relaxed here. A couple of days out from a little race. Um, so feeling good. Weather is turning nice. You know, one spring is knocking at the door. I would say on on the doorstep. I want to, you know, I want to open the door. I want to buy a couple of girls' cookies. I want to let spring in. But New York sometimes is very, you know. So you want to buy a couple girls? What'd you say? I want to buy a, buy a couple <laughs> girls. Relax. Oh my god, human trafficking. No, no, we stand against. You know, FIFA and every single international. They always say we. They stand against. They stand against shit like that. I stand against domestic trafficking. Thank you very much. And international trafficking. Any type of trafficking. Come on, we don't, man. We don't like any traffic. We don't like no. auto traffic. We don't like human trafficking. Um, we don't like drug trafficking. We don't like any trafficking, actually. Um, anyway. I'm sorry. I just had to do that to you. Thank you. Yeah, you are but, a couple um, days, a uh, couple days removed. Yes. Um, as nice we say. Marathon. Spring is about to be here. About to be uh, doing a, little, a fair bit of traveling. Shall we say spring, summer? So you know, taking a big view. Pretty, pretty good right now. But um, how are you doing, man? Out there in, uh, in sunny Austin, you have a good week so far. I ain't, I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. I ain't, go, I ain't gonna lie. Um, Don't. Last couple of weeks, I've been like definitely kind of a a downward trend, and I was just like, okay. in in terms of like like work was fine, but it wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't rocking and rolling like usual. You know how we do. Yeah. Um, I haven't been able to run much because of other responsibilities. You know. Yeah. We love the running the training. Um, out there, yeah the the boy you know it's a responsibility yeah. and i take it seriously so um yeah. but and, and sometimes i think you just don't feel as as sharp or as um yourself so it wasn't quite feeling myself but i'm yeah. i'm definitely feeling good today you know coming in we got <laughs> damn right pick the great day to record i tell you that it's got a great talent alex Woo! Two, two talonals, um <laughs> one one coffee um whatever else I had for lunch and breakfast, mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. um, I'm good. I do have some, yeah. I do have a couple of things. I just had to get off my chest. Let it off, bro. Yes. Um, put it on all, us. First of all, yeah. this isn't a shot at work. It's just a fact. I really yeah. wish we used MacBooks at work because. Oh, you just, you're such a creative type. You just got to You hate being boxed in to the PC ecosystem. Is that it? You just need to be able to go on iMovie and put snitch together some, some, uh, some ad concepts. Exactly. I don't like the yeah. UI um, oh, at all. Okay. At all either. <sighs> I don't know. Okay. I don't know who the mm-hmm. who 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 you know made yeah. the um the UI for Microsoft is just oh man um it just really grinds my gears and I just try to ignore it. But once I get off work, I'm like 
that's terrible. And I open up the MacBook and we record. It's like, dude, this is so buttery. Jesus Christ. Like, so butter. The um, corners of my laptop, they're, they're, they're round. Oh, yeah. Oh, my I, I God. Give it, this, the I, space I, bar. I give it a good feel. Um, yeah. And then. <laughs> you caress I, your I Mac? Just, yeah, I just, I just do yeah, obscene are you, things are with you, it. Could we call you the Mac Daddy? Uh huh, hundred percent. Then yeah, I just I do some it, obscene man. things with the touch bar. I just like touch Jesus, all the little things. Man. You'd be touching um, over your touch bar, huh? Yeah, hundred percent. And um, I just every time it's like, wow, you screws. Just being me, I'll be the only person working it, and we can just mm. use whatever the fuck we want. Um, <laughs> otherwise, big boss. Yes. Yeah, I'm just kind of. It's absurd how much people like ship co-stars. The Batman is the most recent from? example. Why you don't like? It's just IG, IG. All the comments you'll see, like yeah. people post little clips. Um, people make YouTube compilations. I'm like, bro, don't you have anything else to do? Like, I mean, people like Rob Patterson. Rob Patterson has, you know, of course, a very, you know, very he's a strong gem, loyal sure. following. Yeah, he's a so gem. it's only natural when you see, you know, such a, a nice tall glass of water like him next to <laughs> a beautiful woman like Zoe Kravitz. Zoe, Zoe, Zoe. Did a great job hosting SNL, by the way. Ten out of ten for me. <laughs> nice. Um. It's only, I think it's only natural, right? Because, of course, when the one in the blue moon, those co-stars end up getting together, you have, your, of course, your Tom Holland Zendaya stands. Once, the, like, once something like that gets out in the open, it's just it's just too easy. It's easy publicity for everyone involved to try to ship co-stars. So, what? No, you that's a mean? fair point. I just I It just gets excessive. Natural. I'm like, yeah. just go out, go out for a walk or, like, go water your plants. I mean, there's so much else you can do than make a freaking <laughs> compilation. But if that's what you want to do, I don't fucking care. Um, otherwise, you need to like Batman though. I mean, did you enjoy the film, or were you just oh, too pissed off reading the? Uh, oh, okay. Then I don't think you can really, you know, you got to see the chemistry on stage in the in the in the piece. You got to see the chemistry before you can it's, judge. It's, it's all, well, not all. It's like mostly manufactured, but I respect the craft. I think, um, yeah, I've heard pretty good things. I'd like to see it at some point. Um, but uh review coming once we've both seen it yes we are um, i'm sure everyone is dying here our our rotten uh rotten grapes not tomatoes rotten grapes uh qualified reviews here more of a bunch 100%. of sour grapes and we give you some rotten reviews uh-huh that's our, that's uh-huh. our motto here yeah i also was really bugging me here um, we go more sour grapes coming <laughs> i got i got an ad i posted this know. on ig i got okay. an ad on youtube for it's like freaking Puss in Boots, not Puss, Puss, Puss in Boots 7. Let's be, let's be very clear. He is not <laughs> Puss in Boots. He has a distinct Boos. cultural background. Puss in Boots. Hey, come on. Is that Antonio Banderas, right? Antonio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think good. he's still still cashing checks from uh, DreamWorks. So Yes. Um, I just think like we're going to have Shrek 45 here in a bit. Um, I hope so. so. I know, I know. Aaron would like to see. You know, Aaron Barefoot's a big Shrek fan. <laughs> shout out Barefoot, man. Um, of course, shout out to Barefoot. Shrek. He, um, he'll, he'll, he would love a Shrek T-shirt or Shrek wrap on his car, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But anyways, I was just, I can't wait for Shrek Forty Five. And then the last thing that was just, bro, was <laughs> your, your mind like... has been all over the place these last couple <laughs> weeks, man. I'm, just, I'm so... here, I'm here. Everyone with me is with me on the roller coaster, just. Woo, Batman! Woo, Shark 45! Where are we going now? South by Southwest happened this oh, past of week course. or so Wait, in, in awesome, Austin. Huh? And, um, Did you partake? Not, a, not really. You know, any, other uh, responsibilities. Any, of course, of course. But, I mean, any, any, you know, from the ground, any uh, visionary next 
uh, companies we should be thinking of? Any any uh, bright ideas that you think the world isn't ready for yet? Um, people think the metaverse is like you know going to be huge. I don't know. They do. They um, do. Some companies do a lot of AR stuff. Uh, that's you know augmented reality for you noobs. Um, <laughs> Um, but some cool things, some cool little products, you know, electric vehicles yeah. are going to be hot. I'll probably get one in at least like, I don't know, within four or five years. Um, I'm not if buying Jeff's a, though. If you want a cyber truck, I'm not buying Jeff's, but we like to plug. He's selling his Tessie. Um, he, you, you can put you and your bestie in a Tessie and, uh, <laughs> you could have so much fun. So that's yes. my, that's my on the fly advertising for Jeff. But yeah, um, yeah, those are the big things, but there i could never understand why there's so many like edgy grunge like tattooed people in and around austin it just kind of boggles my mind um and i wasn't sure or nothing against them i'm just i personally i'm not team tat okay um i like (laughs) i like when people are like here's a story behind my tattoo yeah you gotta have I eat that up every story, time. Right? So yeah. I, I was asked, so what's the story, man? Love doing that. I just was curious if Austin attracts grungy, edgy people, or it's just like, does people come here? But I don't think. Yeah. Because it's not a Southwest, South by Southwest thing. Yeah. Um, I just noticed it more. Chicken of the egg thing, right? It's like either you have, is it the city? People come to the city and then they see, oh, like, these people everyone else is trying to be cool in this way so let me try to you know chameleon myself into this you know city's identity which again i don't think we can necessarily throw shade at or you know every i think that's part of everyone's process when you come to the city is you notice what the vibe is and you decide okay my vibe is this ideally there's you know this type of i do believe in this like fit you know with your you know chosen city or you know locality um and then you you kind of have your initial fit and you kind of decide okay this is my initial fit, and this is kind of how it's going to change as I come become more, you know, enveloped in in my in my in my city around me. So I don't think it's necessarily a you know a bad thing that people become not a bad way, thing but, at all. Um, I can certainly see how it'd be a little bit, uh, especially it's this just, time of year with a lot of it coming on. Mm, it's kind of the yeah, I'm kind of like palpation of all the look edges. around. Um, yeah, y'all y'all from around here? <laughs> y'all from around? <laughs> One of those. Um, yeah, but but it was nice to see people. I think. I would just hope that people like are just themselves and don't like, you know, wear a certain thing or get a tattoo just to fit in or, or whatever, you know, because you know, that yeah. never, never goes well. Like, like myself, I've just been growing my hair out again because I just feel more at home here when I just Aww, grow my hair out. Just letting loose um, in the little, you know, I'm just letting loose. Let, it's like, let, oh, you guys want to hang out? Okay, okay. Whatever. Sure. Um, what time is it? Oh, I don't know. Man. I don't care. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, but speaking of cities and Here feeling at home in cities, whoa! I think Key you've theme. really hit a milestone. Um, in I wouldn't say it's your city; it's pretty much still Cuomo City. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta call back to that guy, man. Can we leave him? I'm not defending him. I just want to let him. It's not good for the brand here. Okay, so let's just move on. <laughs> He got his. He got what was coming to him. So did his brother, the Cuomos, you know, they're gonna kind of, you know, Chris, be Chris out of and Andrew. Eye. No, but he's. Uh, what if they start a podcast? Yo, can we get a Cuomo? He's, he's still podcast? like Andrew is still chirping. He's like saying, like yeah. I don't know what happened. They pushed me out, but the focus here is just becoming yeah. your city, as I was okay. 
as I was about to say, but thought twice yeah. about that. Didn't want to yeah. brush up the ego too much, you know. So no, um, no, no, it's our city. But big, big event Sunday. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, just talk us through it, man. I mean, it's just it was it was one for the ages, right? It was one for the ages. It was it is dubbed the one to run. We're speaking of the New York City half marathon. <laughs> Here we go. Give me, give me two seconds here. Let me get my audience in the back. Are you ready? Are you ready? Okay, we got the New York City want to run half marathon up in here. Yeah, okay. All right, here we are. Thank you, thank you. You can't hear it, but I'm going to add this in, in the post. <laughs> uh, in terms of, you know, my thought philosophy, you know, going in, I would say on the mental side of things, the game plan was, you know, I think we spoke on this uh, in our last episode, which will be part one of this little two-pack here. Hopefully, you guys, shout out. RP Tupac, of course. Um, but hope you guys enjoy this Tupac here. Hey, he's um, still in Cuba. I just saw him yesterday. Man, just feed, feeding the feeding the frenzy out here. I just saw but, him yesterday. He said, "Open your third eye, bro." <laughs> oh, <laughs> the third eye. Um, but no, I mean, you know, in terms of the mental side of things, definitely want to take it easy until um it got hard. So. No, I'm kidding. Um, but no, um, you know, um, we talk a lot about our whole kind of running strategy of, you know, enjoying the race, really not trying to, you know, uh, pick things up too much until you have to. And if I'm mental side of things, you know, of course, it's a little mental and physical. Um, I really wanted to, you know, make myself concentrate on just enjoying the atmosphere of the run. I didn't know what to expect. And then really, you know, I don't, I don't have really like a, another kind of, uh, similar race to really compare this to but um on the mental side that was a plan um physically i did feel you know as fresh as i've felt in a while just in terms of uh you know february was a good month for me got a lot of runs in uh, mileage was good tapered well um but it was really you know i don't think it's fair to think of things as either mental or physical we talk about all the time as running being at the intersection the spiritual actually just so of, spiritual <laughs> yes that you know god god breathed on this as kanye said um but I think while physically I felt as fresh as I've been, this was, you know, I know you were saying earlier, it's been a couple, you know, maybe a down couple weeks for you mentally. Um, I was also definitely as mentally burned out as I've been since moving to New York. Um, you know, work is fine. Something's happened outside of work where I'm just kind of, you know, been in a downward mood. So I think the timing of this race coinciding with all the other things uh, in my life was something that, as I started the race, I kept understanding, okay, like this is why you run, right? You run, you really run not so you know, you don't want to run away from your problems, but you want to run towards that relief. Um, and I think the race, like a race like this is the perfect opportunity to do so. So, you know, pretty early on, you know, I really felt that this was going to be, you know, a great day. Um, and I would, you know, just break it down and make your pre-race. You know how we do, Alex, we get up mad early here, about, you know, hour and a half before kickoff. Um, we're rolling, you know, we got the foam roller on. Uh, wait, hold up. What time mm -hmm. was, uh, gun time? Yes. Start time? Gun time is 7.50. Um, actually got up two hours before 5.45 cause you got to take the, got to take the four down all the way to Prospect Park out there in Brooklyn. Yes. A quick overview for everyone, uh, for non the non-New Yorkers listening. Um, this course I would say is one of the best parts of the race cause you're going from Prospect Park to Central Park. Um, so you get a good kind of varied, uh, topography of, of New York, you get started out in Brooklyn, get a bit of hills, go over the bridge, you're in Manhattan, and then you gotta kinda go through Times Square into Central Park. So a little bit of everything for everyone. Um 
and going in and really, you know, seeing everyone s- slowly trickle in and getting the atmosphere built up, um, for me kind of, again, set me in a different motion of, oh, like, am I ready for this? I don't know if I really, you know, kind of expected this to be this big of an event. Ooh, um, that's when you understand the reality yeah. of the event. Yes. I get that. I know what yeah. you're saying. And so, you know, that kind of makes you a little anxious. You got to, you know, got some, you know, some pre-race nerves, obviously. So you're going to go hit the donjon is what you're going to do. Um, and and those who have listened to a while, you know, in the last half, we had a bit of a donjon crisis here when the donjon in Charlottesville, Charlottesville is, of course, a very elevated city, a lot of hills. The donjon was on a little bit of a decline. So the worry was that, you know, not to get too graphic here with focus at home, but let's just say, you know, <laughs> If you ever tip, you've ever seen a, I don't know if Alex in Texas, you guys do a lot of cow tipping, but that's almost how like yeah, I I'm felt on that donjon. Yeah, I'm about to go do that once we finish. Oh, cool, cool, cool. All right, man. Well, let me know how it goes. <laughs> but um, like I, I just didn't want to, you know, tip over like one of the one of the cows. Alex goes to tip. Um, yeah, honestly, but, <laughs> keeping it yeah. a buck. Um, yeah. before like my half, there was a huge line for the bath, the restrooms. Yeah, I just like. I literally took a turn down an alley, went behind a dumpster. I was like, number one real quick, because I'm not going to wait in a line yeah. for like 15 minutes if I'm just number one. Like, it's, come on. like. So again, we won't get into the exclusive details here, but let me just say, there was another donjon crisis here in New York Ooh. City half, just because the city had to provide a lot of resources. There were police on horses. There were, you know. Uh, motorcyclists, people guiding us down the, the, the course, but there was no toilet paper. They forgot. They overlooked Ooh, that TP. one critical detail. Ah, no TP in, in the DJ. So that's we had to, that's, yeah, that's one of those kind of, you know, panic button just, moments where it's like, I planned for everything. I didn't plan for this. I had contingencies on contingencies, but yes, not for this. Not for this. Um, so, you know, eventually we, uh, we figured, we figured our way out into the starting line. Um, crisis averted more or less, but there was some panic. Um, I'd like to thank, um, first shout outs here, go to the New Yorkers in the Donjon line who let me cut them or who let me go in front of them just because I was in wave two out of four. Um, at the time I had not calculated that the Donjon will be taking, uh, about 20 minutes here. <laughs> so I was running late for my start time. Very nicely. I had, uh, Polly and Sam let me kind of, uh, go in with them. Some, some more elderly, yeah, it's uh, just gentlemen. Sam, yeah, right? and yeah. Sam, man, come on. Hey. Up town, wave yeah. two, hey, you're, you're fast, you're fast guy. Huh? Okay. Come on. Come hey, on you're here. pretty fast. Hey, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. You're going to be fast hey. in there, right? Okay. Okay. <laughs> you, hey, you fast everywhere, ain't you? Yo, yo uh, motherfucker, you fast, ain't you? <laughs> yeah, I'd be slick with that. I could look out there, but God bless it. Um, so that was Polly and Sam, and they were very nice to let me cut them in the in the Don John line, and I was out in the race, and here we go, miles one to four. I'm going to call this the honeymoon phase. Again, you're kind of on your honeymoon. You're going through the first couple miles, and how the course is going is, again, after the first... The first mile checkpoint, you kind of see the first crowd. Um, and that's, again, when you, when you start to realize, oh, gosh. Like, like, in Brooklyn, it's very, it's, I think it's very cool energy because, you know, it's it's not as, you know, as, as touristy, not as condensed as Manhattan. You know, shout out all my friends came out of Manhattan, too. But, you know, in Brooklyn, you kind of get that more, oh, like, you know, this is early Sunday morning. Their family's out. Like, people are just out there with the kids and just cheering you on for no other reason than they want to see, you know, do well. Um so that's something that and I'll keep coming back to here. But um, that was the honeymoon phase where you're going over and you're seeing people out there for you. It's, you know, having the most picturesque view because you're going to Williamsburg and you're going onto the Brooklyn, onto the Manhattan Bridge. Um, and so something about going over that bridge, Alex, where you're just like, man, like, 
is like is this really happening almost right like this was is the like, sun coming up or the sun already come sun up? already came up or you're really like uh, seeing like just early morning in manhattan skyline right and you're just like man like you feel so small because the bridge is so big frank sinatra yeah studs spread in pretty much da, man da, 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 like if someone asked me like when did you like start feeling like a new yorker it's gonna be like that moment going over the you know the manhattan bridge mm-hmm. from brooklyn uh to chinatown but um then, you know, you get into the race part of it. So, yeah, you know, my mental strategy was as long as possible. Think of this as, you know, a celebratory occasion. Trust your training. You know, you put in the work in. Go out there and smile. I think my key metric was try to smile, you know, what, 70% smile. of the time. Hey, on camera. Um, but, of course, this is a race. And part of the race is um, I've been informed ahead of time that once we get into Manhattan onto the FDR highway, um, again, you're literally running on a highway. Other, other side of the car coming um, towards you. Um, and a lot of people, a lot of runners were telling me, oh, it's, this is like, it's really boring. It's really boring. Um, la- someone told me last time they ran it, like they had to like, you know, they had to pretty much, you know, own- they put on music just for that part because they didn't want to like, they were so bored. Um, and this is where I come back to a quote from our, one of our greatest influences, uh, coach Bennett here from Nike running club. And now Chris I think what he says, Bennett. what coach says, right. More or less, there are no, no such thing as a boring run, but there is such thing as a boring runner. Um, Bang. I do Take not that want to, to bed. Yes. Let that keep you up at night. <laughs> yes. And I think it's, you know, the great, the great meaning behind that is that, look, this is a race. It's a really special, you know, special moment, a special run for you, everyone. Um, to, to think that you can just write off the middle, the boring middle as, hey, like, you know, the monotonous middle. I'm not going to like, you know, I'm not going to be dialed in. It's just doing yourself a disservice. Um, so what was going on in my mind um, was to try to, you know, of course, kind of, the, I think a lot of racing strategies kind of, you know, chunk up your race and say, okay, like, instead of doing this as, you know, the boring middle of four or five miles, what can I do to kind of keep myself engaged for half mile, you know, half mile, quarter mile increments? Mm-hmm. Fine. Um, and just getting into that mentality, Alex, I'd love to get the take on this. I think it's something we've danced around a bit here. Um, I remember we had, uh, David on the, on the pod in the fall, uh, again, David Johnson, uh, trainer, coach, guru, just, Great leader of champion brew yes. run club he just he just he's on the board of one Teacher. nonprofit in um in charlottesville so yes. what a guy what Great a renaissance individual. man one of my favorite favorite people we've had on the podcast <laughs> for sure um and you know david we talked about uh self-competition how running is really you know one of the perfect sports for learning how to compete with yourself but i think if i remember correctly he, david kind of pushed back on this you know you're not always competing with yourself there's this balance of competing to coaching with yourself so I really mm-hmm. felt this on this run where it's, I don't know if it's like an evolution or like, you know, a progression necessarily. I think everyone has their own kind of balance of the two. But for me, it was like in this run, like I am going to go from this kind of competing self-talk of, you know, do better, go faster. Why aren't you They're like, why are you slowing up? Like, go, go, go to, hey, like you have a plan. Here's a plan. You're doing good. Make some adjustments. And I can, I can hear that kind of self-talk changing. And I think that's, you know, again. That doesn't happen easily. It's, a, it's all of knowing what works for you and knowing, you know, what's right for you as a runner. Um, did you kind of have you felt the same way, Alex? With your how, how does your self talk kind of evolve over over the time over time and on on your last half marathon especially? Yeah, that's a good point, and I'm glad you were able to like make that shift. Yeah. Um, I will say, I always like to go a step back um, before you can get to that kind of coaching. You have to be able to have some steadiness. Okay. But to get that steadiness prior to, you know, realizing when you have to kind of coach yourself, you have to put in the reps and you have to get comfortable yeah. um, with, you know, running well, running not so well. Um, 
running in the rain, running in the snow, running in heat, whatever. You yeah. just got to get a, a level of comfortability where you can be able to have that kind of awareness. Sure. Um, but I agree. I agree. And I think that, um, but it is tricky because you can be your best coach and you can be your worst coach. Um, but it sounds oh, like you sure. were, you were, you were pretty, uh, struck a good balance there. Um, which is, which is really good to hear. I think so. And it's, again, it's, it's really funny that you said, uh, how, you know, I really agree with you in terms of, you know, you have to have more or less this foundation and everyone talks, I think we've talked a lot about, you know, running from the physical side, of course, requires this physical foundation. And then once you have this foundation set, then you can go and kind of, you know, work on the mental side of it. Um, but we, we don't, we haven't really discussed too much is that also implies that your mental foundation is set and that, you know, you've gone through the motions of, again, you know, like, I'm not going to lie here. Like there's been runs where I've been very down on myself, very harsh, very abrasive almost. <laughs> and there have been runs where like, you know, I felt like giving up, like not, you know, like questioning the point of the activity, um, not being able to focus, take, take, take myself out of, you know, other parts of my life that seem to be dominating, you know, my mental space. Um, so in the same way that, you know, running teaches you to kind of, you know, build a foundation physically, it's almost like, you know, once you have a physical foundation, it's easier for you to set your mental foundation. And once you have a mental foundation, the two kind of work together to, you know, get into this progressive state. Um, at least that's how I, I think I, when I think about my, my training for this half, that's how I want to see it as, you know, the mental and physical foundation coming together to help me kind of, you know, make forward progress overall. Right. Yeah. No, it's really well put. Yeah. Um, Thank you. But, but it's good to see. But um, I mean, talk us through that that last um last portion of the race because um it sounds like or from what yeah. you said it, it was um you know it's an important part of the race and like for me that was a really tricky part but yeah um just kind of curious on how that kind of went for you yeah i mean it just you know it just so happened that i think the hardest part of the race you know the big the kind of the steady incline was around the third quarter of the race um which again is Know, going to be your most mentally t tough part because you know you're not you're just halfway done but you got still got halfway to go you're not as close to finish um as you want to be time kind of you know slows down every you know you know i think every you know runner who's on a done a race you know has this you know feeling of oh you know like the first you know however miles you're not really paying attention to you know the mi the mile markers come easier and all of a sudden it's like oh man like where is like when i remember it was like my i was looking for mile 12 like, where the hell is mile 12? I, I, I could have sworn to God. Like, I've already, mile like... Mile 12. We are missing mile 12. <laughs> I, can't, I can't find it. Help me. Um, But, you know, it definitely was part of... The, that, that That's the part of the race where you have to really trust your training. Um, And I think, you know, another analogy for this, instead of maybe the sports med analogy um, for your PT guys out there, um, is thinking, maybe again, on a physical, mental, you know, dichotomy here, but... I think when you really trust your training and you have confidence, confidence in itself to me is like anti-doubt tissue, right? It adds like this kind of, you know, it fortifies almost like you're in a video game and right? you have like your core health, your core kind of, you know, belief, if you want to put it. Like mm -hmm. when you really trust your training and you know you put the work in, like anything in life, right? When you remember like you're, when you're in middle school and you didn't like, when my sister Ella in seventh grade, I told her, hey, like if you know your shit, you know you know your shit, you don't need, mm -hmm. even if like, you're not the best tech here, you still know your shit and you're going to do well on the test. So in this race, even though like if I'm not the best racer, I know that if I've prepared, you know, accordingly, my training has gone, you know, I've done all I can do on, on the, the preparation side. I have this anti-doubt tissue that, you know, as doubts start to creep in, I can say, oh, okay, like you, you could look at it, say, okay, 
this is a doubt, but I have this amount of training and trust to kind of, you know, more or less, you know, erode the doubt and I can keep going. So I never really felt like I got beyond maybe like level, I say out of 10 in terms of like how like worried I was about, you know, not finishing or whatever. I don't think I was above like a two or three, but everyone, like it's important to say like, you know, does that mean, at least for me, like it's never going to be zero doubt maybe like it's, you know, that's the point of a race is to push yourself a bit, right? Like if it was zero doubt to me, that would have meant like, oh, like, you know, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't really, you know, doing that all the way. The half doubt racing. is what makes you, you just yeah, running you if racing, there's no yeah. doubt. Which is okay. Again, you know, a lot of people, these big races, no, you know, it's not okay. out there. It's not okay. Oh, no, you, you better gotta be go. fucking gotta pushing go. it. Pedal the metal, no, baby. <laughs> this ain't a walk in a park. Hey, this ain't no fucking shakeout. All right. <laughs> um, But, you know, again, everyone races for their reasons. But for me, it was like, I, you know, I wanted to do myself proud. I, you know, I had a kind of a target time in mind, but not like they had these, Um, I don't know, obviously you've seen these kind of pace bands almost. I don't even have one right here. Yeah, I do. Let me bands? Show you here. Yeah, bands make her. No, um, yes. Yeah, yes, so, they so, do. Yes, they sure hold do. Hold it right here. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Um, So this is like a pace band. Um, And for people who are not watching us on video, go check out the YouTube channel. It should be up by now. Um, yeah, high quality, crispy, crispy cream, crispy clean HD footage. It's so crispy, you can see the plant in my background. So, oh my yeah, goodness, fun, it's photosynthesizing and all. Look at those! Look at all those leaves. Um, <laughs> but you know, these pace bands are designed to be put on your right on your wrist, and so that you can uh, check. You know, okay, a mile two. Like if I'm going for uh, this, I believe is for the one forty five finish time, which was a bit, you know, a bit high. Even I knew that. You know, I'm not gonna, you know, try to think I was going for this average pace, but. You know, it's really be driven by numbers and say, okay, I need to be at mile three. I need to be at 24 minutes, mile four, 32, et cetera. I chose not to wear any of those because I just thought, again, it went against my mentality, the, the mentality that I wanted to hold, which was the numbers will come. I trust my training. I'm going to enjoy the run. I'm probably going to be excited. And my rate, my pace will pick up naturally. And then when it gets hard, that's when, you know, I'll just have to focus. Like if it was, if I feel like if I had one of these pace bands on and I was already kind of, you know, downing a, a little bit, would something like this help or hurt you? For everyone, the answer is different. For me at the time, it was based on my motivation, like factors and sources. I think it would have added to the stress instead of helping me calm down. Alex, what do you think? Do you think, um, I mean, it depends yeah. on where you're at with your with your running goals, you know, what, what you want out of the race. It does, because that's really yeah. good self-awareness to know, like, or to make that call. Oh, I don't mm -hmm. think I need the pace band, which I think is helpful for some people. Yeah. Um, I do think... I don't know if I'm there yet, but if you run long enough or do something long enough, you kind mm -hmm. of know, um, especially like endurance sports, like running, cycling, swimming, you kind of have your own internal speedometer yeah, and you kind of like know when you're redlining, but you also kind of know like your speed, like, you know, what's kind of fast for you yeah. and you know, what's also high effort and you know, what's like low effort, but still pretty fast. So, um, I think, yeah, ideally maybe when you start out, it's helpful. We'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. Ideally, you have that just internal um, kind of awareness of what is a hard effort and what yeah. is fast and, yeah. you know, what's in the middle and you can adjust as necessary. Um, yeah. But it also depends on the weather, depends on how you wake up, lots of things. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think, sorry, just I'm thinking about more like timing and like, you know, I mean, we talked a bit about, you know, goals and running, like how they like, do you need goals to really, you know, enjoy running um into the level that you choose to focus on those goals um in terms of a time like you know I, I met someone in one of my these run clubs in upper east side and he was talking to me about how like oh like you know he hasn't a half marathon in like two or three years because the last the first and last half he ran he ran a really good time and 
he doesn't want to run another one because he's not sure that he could like do better. It could be his you know, his PR, and that he feels like every time he runs the half, he needs to do you know a, he needs to have a PR in order for it to be for him to qualify as a success. Mm. And now that's, you know, that's that's tricky. But mm. I understand it's understandable, right? It's like you know a yeah, lot of people yeah. come into running and they you know anything like any hobby, you know, it's, it can be it can seem like it's output driven. Um, and racing especially seems like, you know, something where you need, you know, you almost, everyone asks you like how, you know, I don't know about, you know, Alex, if you got the same thing, it's like, oh, how far, like how, how fast did you go? How far, did, how long did it take you? And, you know, you always yeah, I give an answer and some people, you know, want always, at least internally, give themselves an answer of, oh, I did better than last time. And I've done this, you know, I think I'm, I have the personality type to also think that way, that I need to always do better and be better. Um, but I don't know. It just seems to me like that's a bit of a, a slippery slope to go down just because again, like each run, I think that's a challenge of your goals are too narrow where if you're only looking at, you know, getting a better time each time, like you're only improving, you know, let's say speed, right. Is that, you know, a, the most beneficial strategy for you as a development long-term as a runner? I don't think so. Right. Like why, why limit yourself to only mm-hmm. one area of your running? You know, why can't run one be okay. You know, this one I'm going to worry about, you know, you don't have to have a metric each time, but if you, even if you did, right, it could be, oh, like, you know, BPM for this one, I'm going to worry about my heart rate. Or this one, you know, I'm going to worry about, you know, just my intervals. I want to I try to go for negative splits or just the qualitative, right? Like, people need to understand that, you know, there's, if you just look at running as a series of numbers, I don't, I think you, you lose a lot of the beauty of the sport, which is, you know. You're missing feeling, out for sure. That the, numbers, the numbers can give you a good feeling, but they should be, you know. I think and it's at its best as purest, it's like an added bonus. Like, oh, like like I can tell you right now, I had a great run, great half marathon, and I'm happy with my time. But if I didn't have yeah. a great time, I don't I don't want to let that, you know, get take away from like the like and I'm gonna this event in my personal reflection. Like the shit I saw in my race that will stick with me is not my time, it's the like I saw the best of New York in two hours. Like I I felt I felt like a part of the city. I felt like, you know, I understand why people like think this place is special now because of the race that's not you can't measure that right you can't put a time on that yeah Yeah. it's really hard to to understand that like it is just a feeling and it's just this it's your little spidey sense whoa this is pretty special yes Um, sir and i think yeah yes running for most people sorry many people is yeah, metric wanna, driven know, came with a broad stroke, broad stroke here yeah is <laughs> pretty metric driven um but on that note hmm. i don't have the examples at the top of my head hmm. but i have read and heard about top elite runners mm-hmm. they can go from having like a great marathon to like place like pacing in the top 10 to yeah you know being like in the 30 or whatever and the next okay. one they just they just really dial in training and they yeah kill it the next marathon or race or whatever so sure um i don't think the progress is um linear for most people to be honest because there are just so many variables at play so um but it's good that you had the the qualitative you know the feeling of yeah the run and the the crowd and the energy whatever you want to call it yeah you also had the the numbers and you were like okay you know this is a nice time you know, yeah. I'll well, again, as you know, I'm do, not going to pretend here. So you know, as I'll, we got I'll to the finish a, line, I'll pop a beer. You know, this is <laughs> yeah. you know, pretty cool. You know, I'm proud of it. You know, it's something you know, it's something that you know, as we got to the end, it's like okay, like, and I can even like now I'll show you maybe my my uh, my finish line photos afterwards. But 
I, I, I'm, I'm hauling ass to get across like, at the best possible yeah, time you ever. Yeah, made a really funny face on one of them. I did, I did. Because again, what I'm thinking of one of these photos is yeah. like, I'm going on. <laughs> no, one of them is like, okay, okay, like New York really showed out. Damn, like, I'm like, I didn't expect all y'all would be out here for me like that. But okay, I see you. Um, thank you. Um, so that's one of them. And at the very end, yes, I'm hauling ass just because again, you know, I'm here. I might as I'm gonna maximize, you know, the the reward I get for giving myself for running this race. And part of that reward is knowing I left it all out there. Um, so maybe, you know, I could have done my job of soaking, like, you know, speed going across the finish line. Hands in the air, like, I don't care, we just made it such a good job because the race. Don't, don't um, ever do that. Don't <laughs> ever do that. What I did, I didn't say, <laughs> I you forgot, do? like, just, uh, the final no, stretch. Quick nod um, or what? Yeah. No, no, I'm just saying, like, the the final. <laughs> like a FIFA um, celebration? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> the, the floppy um, bird wings. Ah! Yeah, the, do the fish. Um, <laughs> Dead fish on the... <laughs> on the fucking concrete um did the final stretch for the like many marathons or half yeah. marathons it's like so many people around it's just straight away once yeah. i saw that because i'd had a couple of rough spots before yeah. like turning that corner and yeah. i was like oh it's just like it's like freaking 100 meters left oh, yeah. i'm gonna send it for sure yes. and that's just that's a really fun part of the race that that's um, the reward. That's the dessert of the super race, hard. right? It's it's hard like, to encapsulate that. It's like creme de la creme of the race. Like you worked your ass off for however long, training and everything to this moment. Go out there and take it. Like if you, why if not? you don't turn on the jet at that point, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. You should have just gone. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Again, I've we went from if you like if you only run from numbers, you you know you're too you're too <laughs> narrow minded to if you don't run run your ass off for the best finish time. You're not here to compete. No, you um, just got you get the wheel spinning of it at the end. Just have a little fun. If you want to, it. if it's if it's in your prerogative. But yes, <laughs> it was in my prerogative. Um, and I I crossed the finish line, and I actually like this guy was like this. I don't know. I, I kind of like took the alley, you know, and the you know kind of any running race, you know, you have your kind of different different lanes to go in. And I really just want like, I was really just belting it, so I went off the you know, the inner alley there. Um, and I don't think this guy expected. I don't think this guy expected to see me. Um, come up like right behind him. Um. So I kind of, I, right after I crossed, I like I hit his arm. I was like, um, but I was like, I'm like, I'm running. You're like, bro. Broke get, the, you get broke it the, the way, hell man. out of the way. Like People speed up and get the hell out the way. Yeah, exactly. But okay, post race, we're we're here. We did the home stretch, cross the finish line, and I don't know if this again. This is not me in the moment, but more or less, you know, since that moment, um, and there's a quote I wanted to go back to. Um, from the lo- lovely, lovely Dolores Abinadish. The, the, the powerful Westworld. and lovely Dolores. She is, yeah. Don't mess with Dolores. Don't mess She's with a Texas. Trip, bro. Don't mess with Texas, but more importantly, do not mess with Dolores. Hundred um, percent. She'll fucking Westworld. suplex you. <laughs> yeah, she would. She is a sentient motherfucking <laughs> AI. Um, some people choose to see the ugliness in this world, Alex. The disarray. Some people choose to see the ugliness in this city. This right. I'm sorry. I'm paraphrasing here. Putting it to my. It's on the screen, but you're paraphrasing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I choose to see the beauty. To believe there's an order to our days, a purpose. Maybe not so much, but again, I choose to see the beauty in this city. This, this is what this race was about. Was wanting to see that come to life. And you know, again, when you're feeling the support of you know countless strangers who don't know you, you never know them, but they're still out there anyway. Something that, you know, when people are brought together like that, you just have to acknowledge and appreciate that that can be, you know, I'm not saying again, I'm not going to be one of those people who say, oh, I love New York, New York is the best city on there. I don't know. All I know is that there's good and bad, but 
moments like this help you, you know, remind you and make you realize that the good in New York and any big city, I would say, brings out, you know, the best of humanity. Oh, God. Humanity. We're getting deep. We're getting too much wow. here. But no, I mean, go. that's, again, like a, this, if is a city, what, this is what the listeners like. Again, stay with me here, right? If a city is like a, you know, a collection of humans, then I think my running theory here, not a theory, just again, something that makes sense to me is that, you know, the city serves to accentuate, you know, the best and the worst of humanity. So, you know, and not just humanity, but also like, how humans feel, how I feel. So, you know, when I'm feeling down, the city can work sometimes to really, you know, kind of add a multiplier to that. Like, for example, you know, you have a bad day, you you take a walk in the park, it's a good and bad thing because you're, you're almost like, and it's, sorry, it's a bit of a, uh, a bit of a digression, but I promise you we'll come back, to, we'll, we'll connect at the end. But We're um, not coming back. We're not, we're, 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 we're <laughs> departed. We are the departed. Um, Chain has left the station here. Um to get central but um no so like you know when you when you have a bad day you go outside and you're in a city of you know seems like a million you know faceless faces millions right? and millions you're you feel like you know you're alone in a sea of and again this is definitely a biggest shout out assassin's creed shout out any you know open world game there and shout out westworld honestly it's a great connection here you're in a sea of non-player characters it's really i think the best analogy for what it feels like walking alone in new york when you feel like you know you have no one in the, like it's just like you can feel like you could literally be like in the worst state of mind, you could like wear your heart on your sleeve. You can like be whatever, show whatever emotion you want because no one, you could have, no one you knows could have you. had, you could have had one blueberry for dinner and no yes, one gives a no fuck. One, no one. <laughs> <laughs> you, you could be, mean. you could be a super, you could be a supermodel, you know, leaning up for your next yeah. shoot and you have one blueberry and no one will no ask one you cares, or care. if you say anything like no one will pay attention. People are just walking and, everyone feels like a non-playable non-playable character because you don't you know you don't know what they're going through and they see you the same way right but so one day you're like again you're alone in the sea the next day you're damn near spider-man okay like you're swinging through times square you got people that's i literally like it's a bit of like, this is a hyperbole but like this is the closest i think i'll get to like feeling like a superhero in new york it's just like running in times square and like feeling like oh like people are cheering for me that's nice you know like you'll take that and again you know i'm again so both of our extremes and both of them, I don't think they're realities, hopefully not, but just again, what you can take from my, hopefully this, you know, this comparison of extreme of the two polar ends is that, you know, it just depends your perspective on how you choose to see the city, just how, how you, the city just repl- is just again, an accentuation of how you choose to see life. So half of you in New York city, my perspective is that, you know, finally feels like I crossed the starting line here. So that is my race, my second race recap on this podcast. Hopefully, it was a little bit better than the first one. The first one was fun. It was fun. I like Charlottesville. But um, we know... I have to go that back things. and listen to that recap. Yeah, I actually forgot. The recap, episode two, I believe. Um, <laughs> but that Probably is, sounds terrible. I'm still going to listen to it then. No, they're, all, they're, all, they're all great. No, don't worry. Every, every episode is crystal clear quality. Um, That's that's me, Alex. That was my race. I'm going to be something. here for... <laughs> but it no, feels man. so right. <laughs> Um, on, on the note of being yeah. a headass, um, hey. what was the post race day shenanigans? Any oh. any fun little? Let me just say. Or... And sorry, we're gonna get big explicit here. So you just say. shotgun a you just shotgun a Bud Light when you no, finished. I had right? the best meal yeah. of my life, Alex. So there was a game I played. You want to play a game? Shout Riddler. I'm um, gonna see Batman. It was yeah. on the uh, application to promo shop. Promo shop carry. I think we'd go one Gosh. episode without that. Um, I just love doing the we actually done a couple, but I didn't say anything because then <laughs> that would make you say something. Um, 
on that application was the question. Wait, wait, hold up. Yeah. So Genie did not come out for the race, right? I, I don't I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> no, come on. Gotta, I'm just messing with you. I don't think you even invited her, but I mean, uh, she's I mean, promo. All so. New York was invited. <laughs> actually, that's fair. That's a good point. So she's actually, she's. I don't think she's a real New Yorker. It's a great point. Yeah. Wow. Look at that. A logical <laughs> conclusion. Um, But no, Um, on the application was the question, Um, again, sorry for the explicity, but for your brand, for the brand heads out here, I appreciate this. Marry, fuck, kill, three brands. Uh, I believe oh. I married Spotify. I killed Subway. Subway is the worst brand on the planet. Subway, um, Subway is a candy shop. You know, this is not. This is not 1996. Please modernize sugar. or get the fuck out. Um, and the third, um, I would uh, be intimate with Shake Shack. I, I think it kind of speaks really? for itself. The shakes, the shack. Come on, look at the brand design on that. You want and the everything about the that, product, the experience. All I'm saying is that's yeah. pretty. That that's a pretty firm commitment in my book. So no, no, no I'm marrying Spotify. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, that makes a lot of sense. Get down with the shake and the shack. Okay. Um, okay. We're shacking. Cool, oh, yeah, cool. we're not. Yeah, we're just you know. Um. So Shake Shack, great. I think post race meal had the deluxe cheeseburger, cheese fries. Give me the strawberry shake. Strawberry shake. It was the Timmy Turner. Shout out Timmy Turner. You, you like bro. strawberry milkshake? Timmy Timmy Turner. I do. Not. Hey man, don't judge. This, this is a safe space. Um. What I'm what's the judging. problem here? I'm just saying like. What? That's a red flag. What? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So what? some people. If you like strawberry ice cream, that's pretty twisted as well. But I enjoy strawberry ice cream. Fine. Look, man, really? some people just don't want to let me be a strawberry shortcake. <laughs> you should just go with a blueberry for dinner, motherfucker. Look, man, I like my strawberries just how I like them. And with whipped cream on that, too, please. Thank you, everyone. We didn't have anyone specific to strip, or you still came out because people like us who don't have you know a support crew, anyone specific out there, it really meant a lot to have just that general level of, of, uh, of cheering and support so thank you guys um shout out of course to my running groups that have kept me uh kept me sane in, 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 a, in a in a social aspect here while running harlem run and upper east side running uh shout out to sam at upper east side running sam was the one guy the one face well and i was my like 11 at times square i saw sam very nice guy very quiet guy so sam my guy let's give you a little wave yeah classy as hell bro yeah good man, good man. so shout out sam shout out everyone in new york um Shout out to the family, of course, and shout out to the the boys. I think the boys back home, the boy on this podcast, the boy who cried wolf. No, that went south real quick. But no, you know, thank you to, of course, you got a prolific squad. Everyone in the running crew back in Charlottesville who helped me, you know, get I think, you know, into the spirit in the first place. Um, come a long way, but again, just the beginning. So that's my recap. Hope everyone enjoyed. Alex, thank you for uh, guiding me through this run. It wasn't a guided run, but it's a pleasure. Absolute pleasure, mate. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I will say um, I can't wait till I, or I would love to have at one point doing a race, get a gel passed to you from your support group versus carrying your gels like a fucking plebe. Um, I can't wait for that. Yeah. Well, I like the gels, but they're not that heavy. It's just like getting past it. When everyone else has to carry theirs, it's just kind of a power move. You want me to pace you um, next time? I can just be next to you. You want to jump? You want to jump? That would actually be very helpful if you don't mind. <laughs> um, you want me to squirt, I can squirt on, on you? <laughs> yeah, go ahead, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> I'm um, the rap. Time to go. <laughs> but no, that was cool. And um, yeah, sounds like you're... How would, how would we say? 
um, you have a really um, great runway ahead of you, oh, and you okay, can thanks. you can no no you can really <laughs> um, capitalize on this big achievement um, mm. and just really dig into your potential. So um, <laughs> we're very proud of you, everyone, um, and we we're just I'm, I'm glad to see another race check the box and um, yeah, man. So from here. It's uh, you know, it's another beautiful sun is setting. Um, I'm about to make some dinner and um, hang out and make a call. Um, that I hope you have a nice evening over there, Kevin. Thank you. Um, yeah, man, always a pleasure. Always, always a, pleasure. a pleasure. Another week in the books. Spring is coming, and hopefully we'll have a lot more fun stories to share. Thank you, everyone, for being on the journey with us. Almost a year of proof of concepts. We haven't forgot. It's been. A long time coming but we are excited for we're still around yeah lots know. of podcasts don't make it one year i'll say that much you know we not may not be here every week but we're here <laughs> we may take some time off and we might take some hiatuses but part of the process we're, we're still fighting we're still in the in the you know last man standing in the, the battle royale don't count us here, out so. don't count us out yes sir <laughs> all right i was gonna give you some i'm gonna cop us out here let's go we deserve it we're here good job yeah, runners. <laughs> okay, bye. All right, guys. Take, take it, it easy. easy. Ciao.